This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. This will be our last show before the Steelers head down to Carolina to play the uh, Panthers in their yeah. annual preseason finale. I say annual, but we didn't do it last year. I guess not. So, yeah. <laughs> it's been a tradition up until First last year. First time in two year years right. they've been the show. we're back. Yeah. Uh, good stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't know what to expect in that game or in the final games across the league, but I do think it's interesting that there's a bigger gap between – the final preseason game and the start of the regular season than usual. So maybe some teams will play their top guys more than we expect, but I'm not exactly sure how to guess what we're going to see. Well, Mike Tomlin said today, and he must have spoken to Matt Rule, Hmm. that the Panthers are expected to play most of their starters in this game. Okay. I think teams will be using that differently. Yeah, I do too. Given the, the, you know, what the difference, you know, the length of time between the end of the season or the end of the preseason and the start of the regular season. Mm-hmm. There's a few extra days built in there. Um, it's almost two weeks. So Darnold hasn't played much or at all. Right. So, you know, I think, you know, especially if you're a younger coach such as Matt Rule, maybe you want to look at some guys. You get, again, some new yeah. some new faces, some new players that you want to get in there. Obviously, J, you know, J.C. Horn, their, their sure. uh, you know, first-round cornerback. But Tomlin uh, was specifically asked about Najee Harris in this game. Uh, he, because early in the preseason, before they they played their first game, he said he would get four opportunities to you know get ready for the season. They wanted so. to use all four of those. He's not playing them in this game. Good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I forget where I said it. Probably here. That after last week's game, I don't think I'd ever play Harris in a preseason game the rest of his Steeler career. Ever again. Ever yeah. again. That's, <laughs> we did that. And we got enough of it. We know who you are. We're happy. You are not going to put pads on before the opener ever again. That would be absolutely fine with me. That's how I'd handle it. Um, I think it's good that the that Carolina's playing some of their dudes. I was a little disappointed Detroit didn't do it more. I mean, are they happy with where they are at as an organization? That didn't make any sense to me. Yeah, but, they've been out know. biting kneecaps a lot. <laughs> right. I mean, Jared Goff didn't need a rep or two. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, so it's uh, interesting. I, the Steelers will play some of their starters. Hmm. I think you're going to see, if I had to guess right now, of course, they're in a different situation. They've yeah. got three games under their belt where the other teams don't. I think offensively you'll see the offensive line from center to the left side, the okay. starters. You I don't think, think you'll see the right I side? I don't think you'll see Zach Banner and Trey Turner in this game. Okay. You think um, Ebron plays? Potentially, but I think Fryermuth gets more of the snaps gets in this game. The heavy He's the young guy. He needs, he needs the reps. Yeah, and I think Raider Gentry might have something to fight for a little bit. Right, too. yeah. You know, yeah. Right. Um, I think you see Claypool out there in this game. I think you we see didn't Clay- see him last round. I think you see Claypool and James Washington. Okay, not Deontay. Not or... Deontay and Juju. Makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that makes perfect Again, sense. Again, a first-year guy or a second-year guy for Claypool. I know a lot of yeah, people are yeah. going, well, I can't play him. Well, you, you got to put somebody out there. got to right. get Haskins something. Right. You think Haskins starts. <laughs> that, well, he, that, that's Tomlin that, said that's today, today. Yeah, Haskins will start. Rudolph and Roethlisberger will not play in this game. Good. I mean, I guess that's close to what I was hoping for. I wanted to give Haskins 60 minutes. I don't know if you'll see Dobbs or not, but that's great. You'll see that's Dobbs, I, I would imagine Haskins at least plays the first three quarters. Yeah, good, good. That's a good. And it's probably the last three quarters that he plays this season. You hope. Yeah. You hope. Yeah. 
Um, the only way that changes is if you know there's some kind of. Uh, I mean, a bad injury could potentially yeah, a catastrophe could change right, right. everything. But you know, given you know their druthers, I think they the one, two, and three are pretty clear in the pecking order. Yeah, it seems to be, and I think we all agree that that's how it should be. More promising for the future than I thought. You know, I mean, uh, I think everybody would take the situation as it is. Um, I'm glad, I'm excited to watch Haskins though do with deal a long stretch and deal with a lot of different situations and looks like they'll give him a, a decent crew to you know hang with yeah and I assume who do you think his lead back will be Belage? Uh Belage Tomlin said Benny Snell's going to get a lot of run in this game uh, he needs it he, he needs to get stretched yeah. out a little bit because he's missed the last two preseason games so you see him a lot you will see a little bit of Belage and then probably some Benny or some uh, Jalen Samuels, some Samuels yeah makes sense that's the pecking order there I think defensively... Do you, you, you think Snell was guaranteed a spot? No. I don't either. I think he needs to show pretty well in this one. Yeah. Yeah. I think Belage is ahead of him. And he deserves to be, in my yeah. opinion. I think he's more talented. He's more talented. He's been on the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... He's been reliable. You can see him lately. The right. best ability is availability. And, oh, by the way, he's better. And he's better. <laughs> right, right. He's got a higher upside. If Belage had been the one who missed most of training camp, we he'd be on the outside. He'd be in trouble. He'd yeah. be in trouble. Right. That makes sense. So, I, I would think Snell plays a ton. Yeah. I think defensively... No Cam Hayward or two. You know, you're not going to see right. those guys. I, you know, I think you see like Chris Wormley and Isaiah Bugs mm-hmm. as your two starting defensive tackles in the, in the nickel. Um, and they got pl- plenty of guys, the Louder Milks and Mondos and all yeah. those guys. You know, that, that can play. You're not going to see High Smith. He's been you nursing, don't think? he's been nursing a little something. Good. Um, I, I bet Ingram doesn't. I don't play. think you see Ingram. Um, so you get the young guys out there, give them a chance to get some yeah. run. Be nice for Roche to play half the snaps or something like that. I think the interesting thing is what you do. What do you do at inside linebacker? Yeah, that's what I was, I was about to say. Is I think I'd play those two together at least a couple series. Yeah, just the communication, get you know used to it. Um, Schobert more than Bush, of course. He's the new guy, but Bush is coming off an he's gotta, injury. He's got to play with. They got to play together. They need to be a, a tandem. I, somebody was was complaining. Well, I didn't think Bush played very well the last game. Here's the thing: when the guy next to you doesn't really know what he's doing, mm-hmm. you're going to kind of be looking out for him as well. And I think that takes sure. away, you, you know, makes you a half step slow as well. So when you have two, when you have one guy out there at your at that position, not knowing what he's doing necessarily. You essentially have two. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think there's that's a good point. Um, frankly, I didn't think Bush looked great in his first game back, you know, from a knee. Yeah. yeah I mean, he's returning from injury. Um, has he been practicing in full, I mean, every step of the way? Or? Pretty much since the yeah. start of camp, yeah. Okay. A day off here and there type of thing? Or? Yeah, a couple, but not a lot. Okay. I mean, so, I mean, he's going to play every snap going forward, I assume. Yeah. So, I, I would play those two together at least a couple series. Um, I think the I think your starting corners will be Lane and, and Pierre. Okay, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, and then the safeties will be Norwood and, and uh, um, you think Edmonds Killebrew. plays or Killebrew? No. Okay. Uh, there's no reason. So to very play. few starters when you when it's all said and done. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just perfectly fine. I mean, we've seen a lot of these guys. Some of them played more than I thought they would in the Hall of Fame game. You know, so they've gotten enough reps to know who's who, and I'm sure there's a couple roster spots, not many compared to other teams that. They still want to see things, you know, a guy like Norwood, you want to see a, a ton from him. Yeah, I would think he plays an awful lot. Yeah, in fact, Tomlin said today that uh, they'll, they'll bump him down to nickel a little bit. Oh, really? Allow okay. To, allow him to play some nickel corner. He did that at uh, Oklahoma, so that that's yeah. not a – I knew when they drafted nickel. him that could have, that was part of the appeal was 
can do a lot of things. Yeah, so they're still looking for something there. Yeah, I was going to say, so how do you think they handle nickel for this game? Do you think Sutton dresses? <sighs> That's the tough part. I might keep him out. I, I think I would keep him out and allow the other guys to do it, but the problem is is that Millette who's is still left? hurt. Right, yeah, who's left. Um, you know, so you know, you're going to play for people uh, don't know, Shakur Brown, released. you're going to play Trey Norwood down there. Right. Um, doesn't leave you much. Doesn't leave you much. I think that's one area where it wouldn't surprise me. I know a lot of people say, well, they got to go out and sign somebody else or trade, you know, do whatever. Mm-hmm. That's the one spot that I think you could look at and say they could probably pluck somebody off the waiver wire here. Probably. In these last cuts that. At least you could experiment with. And, yeah. You know, give them. Maybe he's a, sa- a quicker safety that, you know, mm-hmm. doesn't. It's not the out. most uncommon position to find. No. And you're not going to find a 6-1 corner that runs well. You're not going to find an outside corner right. on the final cuts, but you can find an, a 5-9 nickel. I wonder, I'd have to find a list, but there's there's a lot of older Malcolm Jenkins types, you know, that were safeties turned slots that are savvy, that, you know, would play for probably league minimum right now. That A couple months ago, there was a couple of those guys out there that, you know, are, are reliable veterans that have had success that are very much on the back nine. But I'm sure that list isn't barren either. Yeah, I mean, there's always guys available. And I think if they get to that situation or that spot, um, they can, you know, make a move. There. I'm looking here at the list mm-hmm. uh, on uh, For people who don't know, though, I mean, opening day, Sutton's the slot and Pierre's the the outside corner, right? Right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the starters are set. I mean, I'm looking at some of the That guys. would be nice to groom somebody, experiment with somebody between now and opening day and, you know. There's guys like Trey Boston, Kenny Beccaro. Yeah, they're more, they're they're more safety. They're more safety. Boston's G- a free. Gary and Conley, DJ Hayden. Yeah, uh, they've had injury issues. Prince or, of Makamura. He's an outside guy. Yeah, Josh Norman. No. He's an outside guy. Um, hmm, none of those names are what I was after. Drake or Patrick. Yeah. Uh, Pierre Desir, no. Buster Screen, I think that ship is sailed. Yeah, I think he's probably he's 32. Passing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jamar Taylor. Don't know him. Richard Robinson. Hmm. Yeah, I was thinking more of that safety turn corner yeah. type of dude. Uh, hmm, Devontae much. Busby, Akeem King, there's just not much there. Yeah, I mean, and some guys become available, and I do think we'll see across the league – after this weekend, and we and we saw one today with Sony Michelle. I think you'll see a lot of those sixth and seventh round trades go down around the league. Yeah, that's more than thing. usual. Just yeah, I think teams are going to be kind of filling out their roster a little mm-hmm. bit more. And I think there's some guys that the Steelers could wind up trading. That's what it says. I wonder if they can break even on that, get some veteran corner or something, but move. Barry or Snell or to me Barry's the the, the main guy. Yeah, that, that you look. He's at a starter. Thing. I mean, he's yeah. he's done it in this league. He was fifteenth in the league last year in punt net and gross punting average. Okay, finished in the top ten in punts downed inside the, the opposing twenty. Yeah, yeah. And you say, well, that, okay, he missed the first five games. Oh wow. I didn't. And he finished yeah, in the top right, ten. Right, yeah, I, didn't put I mean, two, that's, two what, he, on that's that. what he right. excels at. Yeah, it is what he's he's more. Uh, of a placement guy than a boomer. Yeah. And and I've noticed he seems to not fall apart, but be lesser as the season and weather The hits. weather, yeah. It's, so it's I well. think, you know, somewhere like Arizona. Yeah. Or, you know, if he were kicking in the And the, the dome, South teams yeah. are right. Um, t- Tampa Bay's punting situation is not good. I, I don't pay much attention, but I bet 10 teams would 
would think he's an upgrade. I actually did look around last night. Did you? <laughs> into that a little bit. There's some teams out there that could definitely use an upgrade sure. punter. I mean, even if it's only a seventh-round pick, I mean, that'd be great. Or yeah. you flip that for somebody else or just add it to your mix for, you know, adding a, yeah. one more thing. Interesting. Uh, he's not making a – I mean, his, his base salary is like nine. Nine eighty or something like that. Yeah, it's a going rate for a punter. He's it's a veteran minimum deal. So if you're gonna, you know, I think that makes him pretty attractive to a right. team. I mean, if you're Tampa in particular, you know, you're not gonna get a good waiver claim. No, you know what I mean. Like I mean, that's why you make that trade because somebody else could claim him. And, and you sit there and say it's gonna be the last pick in well, the we'd sixth love round to have or that guy, right? But can't you're not get him. You're not gonna yeah. get him. Yeah, I, I don't know the punter market well enough, but I bet there's not thirty two better than Barry. Yeah. I'm certain of that. Um, do you think Snell could get anything in return? Probably not. There's running backs yeah, out there. It's not a great yeah. – and he has no recent tape, I mean, unless he right. really tears it up in this week. Marsh, any of the D linemen, Wormley. You might be able to get something for Wormley. Maybe. But you yeah. might need him. You might need him, right. I mean, I don't want to – I don't know what's going on with Tuit. Right. I'm not giving James Washington away. You'd have to give me a really good deal for yeah, him. I that mean, doesn't make much sense. No, that doesn't make much sense. And you, you just don't have an. I mean, I mean, people looking at this, they need to go sign an offensive lineman. Give me a name. Yeah, if it were, there are 20 teams out there looking for offensive line help. Yeah, they don't need just another depth guy. I mean, they don't need a guy to compete with Coward. Yeah, they need a starter if there's one available. And there's not one available. Yeah, so that that's not happening. And nor is anybody shopping a starting left tackle or you know. <laughs> <laughs> Would you consider a veteran center? No, I think you just sink and swim with Green and he, realize there's going to be some issues. You know, he is what he is. You know, he's your guy. Uh, and Haas isn't horrible. No, and you still have Finney in your back hip pocket. Right, right, you know, right. So there's 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 options there. Mm-hmm. I'm did, not sure anybody out there is any better than yeah. that. I looked know? this up, Matt. Um, the Steelers could have three rookie starters in their lineup on opening day. Okay. They haven't had that. In 89, they had... Are you counting Fryermuth? Yeah. Okay. They could end up starting that game. I suppose. Depending on what formation. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's better than Ebron. You think so? Already? I think so. Ebron's easy to dislike, but at the end of the day, he has 50 yards. and I know, get it. I, I get know. it. I, I'm I, not even saying he is better, but. They could start the good game in a two-tight end set. Sure. There's a lot oh, of yeah, different yeah, ways yeah. that, that Fryermuth could start that game. There's going to be two for sure. He'll end up starting at least half the games this year. Yeah, probably true. So they haven't and had. maybe by November, all of them from yeah. that point on. They haven't had three rookie starters in the, in the lineup on opening day, they've had it twice in the last fifty years. The first was in '89. You're not counting the punter, are you? Could no, punters okay. don't count. I get okay, I get a lot of grief about that. Ooh, oh, what about okay. specialists? There's no such thing as a starting punter. They're not starters, right? They're not starters. There's 22 starters. Yes, okay. you don't say 25 starters. <laughs> right. You don't say starting, starting long snapper. Yeah, starting long snapper. No, he actually true. plays more than the punter. <laughs> Good point. Right, he gets right, more right. snaps. Yeah, that doesn't count. '89. Um, it was Tim Worley, John Reinstra, and Carnell Lake. Hmm. But Reinster only started two games that year, so I can't count him as a starter. Okay. 1971. Wow. Uh, you had the, the two safeties. It was uh, uh, Glenn Edwards and uh, – I'm not going to be able to help you on that one. Oh, now i got to look at – got to call my story up here. But, I mean, that's a bad team that probably was picking early, I'm just guessing. Dwight White was one. Dwight White was in 71? Okay. Yeah. It was Dwight White, Glenn Edwards, and uh, – God, I can't believe I'm blanking on this. He's been on our show. Uh, Mike Wagner. Mm, okay. Started the opener that year. Started all, every game. 
so that counts. Jack Ham was also in that draft. Hmm, he okay. didn't start the opener, but then started the, the last four, 13 games of the season. Okay, okay. So essentially they had four rookie defensive starters on, on that. Wow. The beginning of the curtain. Yeah. You know, not, the, not all of them are the huge names, but that was, you know, a pretty good foundation there with, yeah. with four young guys to start building around. Wow. So now you got three rookie starters in this lineup. All on one side of the ball. All on one side of the ball. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, you, you drafted Claypool last year on right. that side of the ball. Um, the, no, there. Yeah, and, and Dotson's, Dotson's on there. Another yeah. one too, right? I mean, like your offense is getting remarkably younger overnight. Yeah, it really is. I mean, Ben aside, you know, I mean, right. we know that he's but he's kind of can be the steadying force. You know, he's kind of like you. You much rather you either have an older offense with guys who are steady veterans and a mm-hmm. young quarterback. Yeah, or you have the old quarterback with a bunch of young guys. It's funny, like <laughs> think about the Bills, the Week One opponent. If you look at the first two and even three years of Josh Allen's career in the NFL, almost everybody on the Bills' offense was not uh, – were all veterans. You know, they went out and spent, like, a ton of money on eight or nine offensive linemen that one year. They eventually traded for Diggs. They had John Brown. You know, like, they did that on purpose. They said, right. you know, where the Steelers can can do the opposite with the, the veteran quarterback. Yeah, and if you think about what they had – when Roethlisberger was younger, right, you had right. that veteran offensive line. You had Bettis in the backfield. Mm-hmm. You had the you know Ward and Burris were both. Ward was a little bit older, but Burris had been there for a few years. Sure, at that point. sure. Former first. Antoine and Randall was was you know established. Uh, yeah, yeah. So they had that older grouping there. That's smart. I mean, I wonder how many teams do that on purpose, or how many times we can figure out that either. You want one or the other to be a veteran. <laughs> the, right. the quarterback or Can't everybody be all else. Young. Right. That's where Jacksonville's going to be in trouble. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's easy. You, and the Jets and the, the, you yeah, know, these, like teams, these that are, teams that are total rebuilds. There's no nest there. No. Miami's another one. You know, it, it, that is difficult. They're all going through the growing on? pains. Right, like the quarterback, right. you can live with the quarterback's growing pains if everybody else around him is kind of that steadying. Exactly, or at least a handful. You can deal with the growing pains of the young guys on offense if the quarterback is the steadying force. Like mm-hmm. he can be, no guys, we need to do this, or hey guys, we can, you know, it's it's third and eight here. We need to we need to pick this up. Yeah. Get open. Uh, I'm going to hit you with this. Even stupid things like, hey, I've played in Baltimore a, me- a bazillion times. Yeah. You know, I know how this goes. Here's you know, look for this in this stadium or you know, dressing room. The little stupid things like that. Just being around the block and having experience. So, I know this isn't what we're here to talk about, but I mean, even next year, I know it'll be Harris's second year and Claypool's third, but they at least will have something under their belt. There won't be that many rookies to break in with a potential rookie. Or, I mean, Ben could come back. I'm just thinking the next quarterback or whoever it is. Yeah, so I I, I look at this and, and. I think that's by design. You know, I mean, a lot of. There's not a doubt in my mind. Of course. And I think if you look uh, at the last two drafts. For the Steelers, I mean, it's been rebuilding that offense mm-hmm. to a large degree. I mean, but they go nine years in a row with a first round pick on defense. Yeah, you know, and this was the first time they'd gone four straight offensive picks since '84. Yeah, yeah, I knew that, um, which it was needed. Yeah, you know, it was needed. I mean, it's not that they've ignored that side of the ball, but when you have a stud quarterback, you can get away with yeah, we'll give them seconds and thirds, not first. It's kind of what know? New England didn't do with Tom Brady and why he wanted out of there. Yeah, the end was rough. Like you can't, you can't continue to give me Nothing. chicken salad, and you know, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah I, mean, I'm, I can make, only make chicken salad so long. Expect me to make a, you know chicken marsala out of it. You know, <laughs> it's not going to happen. No, they didn't do much for him there at the to end. To be less crash than that actually goes. That, that saying. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I hear you. But, no, I think the roster's in a really good spot now and going forward. And the young guys look like keepers. Yeah, I, I they've think drafted so as well. pretty darn well over the last couple of years. I don't think people realize that enough. Yeah, I, I, I think um, Kevin Colbert doesn't get enough credit for that because of that. And we talked a little bit about this on on Monday. Are the Steelers flying under the radar here as a sneaky good team so. this year? Like that's so. over under still eight and a half. Yeah, that's too low. It's funny we were in a conversation on my podcast today about. I always lump in the. The truly established coaches, you know, the the Carrolls and Belichicks and Reeds. And I mentioned, you know, we were talking about the Saints because Jameis Winston just got anointed the starter basically yeah. today. And kind of thinking, this team might be better than I thought. Like, I don't think they're a contender. New Orleans I'm talking yeah. about. And they aren't very deep. They're going through tough times. But it sure reminds me of Harbaugh's year when he went from Flacco to Lamar. The Patriots last year, when they just got gutted, you know, by injuries and COVID. Steelers without Ben two years ago. You know, that Peyton with this makeshift, you know, version of rebuild, I bet they still win seven or eight games. I feel better you know about I mean? that situation that since they have named Winston the starter. I thought he was going to mess around with Taysom Hill there. and that Especially after Michael Thomas got hurt. I thought yeah. they were going to try to raven it up, you know, but yeah. Winston looks good. It's a tough way to win. It's a tough way to win. I mean, that's a good defense. It's a good offensive line. There's so many receivers, you know, but, you know. But my point is I think that the, the Tomlin and these really established coaches are hard to hard to get down. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? You know, that – it goes back to what we just talked about. They know how to win. They know how to win. They know, they know how to what team it takes. Build. Right. Funny, Dwayne Haskins mentioned something today when um, we were talking to him. I can't imagine what he thinks. He was talking <laughs> about how he was asked the difference in game prep between here and Washington. Mm-hmm. He said, "Here, when I walk into the on Monday, and we're getting ready, to, we're going to start game planning." Uh, Mike Tallman does a good a good job of telling. Okay, here's the who's here the defensive coordinator you're going to be facing. Here's the defensive backs coach you're going to be you know mm, playing. Okay. Here, here's what they like to do. Yeah, right, right. Those kind of things. Apparently, they didn't do that in Washington. I guess that doesn't shock me. I mean, that, that's what I'm saying. I, I'm shocked. Like, I'd love to hear what Haskins. I can to remember say, the, like night and day. That was one of the things. Like my high school basketball coach did an outstanding job of, of like. We had a little sheet. Prepping you for the opponent. We had a sheet before, before every game, like two days before the game. This guy's, you know, likes to go to his left. Keep this guy, you know, that okay. kind of – just little yeah, things yeah, like yeah. that, that that help you, if you're paying attention, know what the hell is going on. Heck, yeah. Like I mean, knowing who – like, okay, we're playing the the Rams this week, and I know i got to watch out for Aaron Donald, and, and we don't want to throw to that side of the field. Who's the defensive coordinator? What's he like to do? What's yeah. he like that? Where, what blitz is? What's his go-to blitz on third down? Exactly. Oh, exactly. You know, I mean, like we get the Little League World Series on here, and I'm I'm sure when the Pirates go to Houston, they have a detailed scouting report Absolutely. on every yeah. pitcher and every and the pitchers have one on every hitter. You know, don't throw him high heat; he knocks it out of the park. You know, I mean, of course, for every series, you get refreshed right before. But what people don't realize is. Yes, coaches coach against players. Of course, Baron Donald's coming to town. We need the game plan around him, of course. But there aren't a lot of those. You know, right. I mean, yeah. every team's got a star or two. But really, coaches coach against coaches. You know, right. they, they, they're more mm-hmm. worried about the defense, the DC, than they are the second corner. You know, they really learn each other's tendencies. And that's why divisional games are so great. You One know? of the things that I, that I always said when, when I'm coaching 
baseball. Um, I don't have to be the smartest coach in the world. Mm-hmm. I just have to be smarter than the guy in the other dugout. <laughs> right. It's like, like, I don't have to be Sparky Anderson over here or pick one, Joe Torre, whoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just got to be smarter than the guy in the other side of the field yeah, when in the that great, game. When the great white's coming after us, I just have to outswim you. you right. Know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> bear's chasing, deal, bear's right. chasing us through the woods. Right. Whoever the slower of the two of us is, is dinner, right? I don't have to be Usain Bolt. Yeah. I just have to be faster than you. You're know, right. And, and so I think there's uh, some of that involved here as well. So when you're talking about, well, Mike Tomlin's this in terms of the, the he's the know, eighth he's coach, this, in you know, it, yeah. Well, he doesn't coach against those other those other guys every week. No, of course not. You know? of course not. Right. He's still coaching his, against Zach Taylor on a regular basis. And, and how well does he know the coaches he does see regularly? Like, yeah. I'm sure Raven Steelers know each other like the back of their hands yeah. for twenty. There are no years. surprises there. Of, of course, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean. While wow, they installed a new blitz. Yeah, okay. You know, you know, but, but I still know what his tendencies are. I mean, I still know, is he super aggressive on first and 10 or third and eight? Or, you know, they're still All the same stuff, guys. Yeah. Right, without question. But I think that, that was fascinating today that, that Haskins said that because I, I couldn't believe that every NFL team doesn't do that. Right. I mean, it, it's not even that important in the preseason. He hasn't even seen a regular season game here. Yeah, you know, right. I wonder if he's even blown away more. Like, wow, they really prepare you well here. Like, yeah. Been nice to have done that two years ago, the last two years, you know, right. Yeah. So I, mean, I wonder if, like, Darnold and some of these other people were thinking the same thing. You know, like, man, I, I didn't realize how rough we had it there because we're not doing things right. You know, I didn't know yeah. any different. You know, right. Yeah, that's the whole thing when, you, when, you, when you're you with one franchise. You don't necessarily know sure. what it's like on the outside. Or... I think that's a little bit of the Aaron Rodgers thing, too. Like, do we know we're smart here? You know, like, <laughs> we, we haven't gotten many free agents over the years. You know, we don't really have an owner. Like, I wouldn't mind seeing somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, you I know? think there's something to that as well. But, uh, yeah, a lot going on. For sure. Um, so, the Steelers play in Carolina. Um, I think that's – You think it'll be – I don't want to say – I, I really think like the league has not put together a general blueprint for how to handle three preseason games, a little bit of a gap, 17 regular season games. Yeah. The Steelers could kind of use their original blueprint. Next year they'll have to go back to the drawing board a right, little bit. Right. But do you expect this to be a lot like what we've become accustomed to being the fourth preseason game or maybe a little more revved up than that? I well, mean, I those th- fourth preseason games were pretty rough. Yeah, I think because Slow. of the way the, the league did it this year, because of where Labor Day fell, mm-hmm. they don't want to. They don't want to open Labor Day weekend. Right, right, right. So I don't know if this is going to be, you know, always like this, where they have twelve days off between mm-hmm. the start of the regular season or not. Um, but you've It'll also seen time though, and how they handle that yeah. practice period. And I think this gap is going to be a little more noteworthy than we think. You've seen a lot more teams scrimmaging against other teams this year. Oh yeah. But I don't know if that's the way to go either, because one of the big things you see out of those is constant fights and things of that nature. I was say I think they almost can be too physical. Yeah. But I think they're more. If Tomlin or other head coaches were sitting here, it wouldn't shock me if they said they're more valuable than a preseason game. They might I, it's, just good for situational. Yeah, you you can set the situations up right. exactly how you want them to be. We're gonna run th- ten third and eights in yeah. a row. You know, you right. don't know if you're gonna get them in games. You yeah. know what I mean? And and even I don't know if you're watching. Uh, Hard knocks, but Dallas did one with the Rams, right? And Aaron Donald was out there, you know, yeah. like he actually was practicing against good players. You know, there were some good, good versus good type of things. And someone took a cheap shot. I'm gonna got in a fight, like you say, you know. Which That's is what not often what happens. You want, yeah, right. What often happens in those in those things? I I saw a thing on Pro Football Talk. League still not willing to crack down on on scrimmage fights. How the hell would they do that? How would they do that? <laughs> 
And no, oh, by the way, you don't get suspended for doing bad things in those fights. Right. In those. In fact, and I, I think it was. Head off over the I think it was or, Matthew Stafford who, who who actually said, "This is only natural, especially you know on like special teams and things of that nature, because you got a bunch of guys out there. You got tw- twenty two guys on the field in those situations who are fighting for like three open roster spots." Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had nothing to lose. They got nothing to lose. And that's what worries me, actually, about this last preseason game, yeah. too. Because there's going to be a couple of renegades out there saying, I got to show up. Yeah, I got to make Good, bad, ugly. Yeah, no publicity is bad publicity. I'm going to do something in this game. Yeah. yeah. So. so that's certainly an, a factor. Uh, you mentioned Stafford. Was the Lions coming here a few years ago, the last joint practice the Steelers did? They did one. They did uh, the Lions the one year, and they did the Bills, and I can't remember which order. Which order? It was. But it's been a couple of years since. I think it was yeah. the Bills first, and then the Lions. And Jim Caldwell, uh, the Steelers were going to go to Detroit the next year, and Jim Caldwell got fired because mm, Caldwell and Tomlin have a good relationship. Yeah. that's usually yeah. how they do. They were on the, the staff together yeah, in, yeah. in in uh, Tampa. Right, right, right. So now usually the head coaches are buds. Right. Uh, but anyways, we're going to take a break. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Ali. We want to thank you for uh, listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with another edition right after this.